Hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. You know, when I was outside, I had my mind kind of thinking about things, and all of a sudden, when I come in here, my mind went blank. That's the way that works sometimes. I think I know what I'm going to say, but I don't usually know a thing. Because like I told you, the only thing I really know is that I don't know anything and everything. I seem to know he has to know for me. Well, I'll tell you, we come here and I talk and hopefully that if you ever listen, it, it helps you think about what you're thinking about. And I don't expect you to believe a word I say, so know that I'm not wanting you to hear my my truth and take it for your own and what I really am trying to do is just get you to think about things and because see friend I see the kingdom it's in us just like Jesus said he said the kingdom of God isn't here or there but the kingdom of God is within you and friend you're going to hear me say that over and over throughout my episodes because well it's the truth and when we talk about finding the kingdom in our death, that really doesn't have any meaning to me because I'm kind of like your typical American, I imagine. I want what I want when I want it. And Jesus kind of showed me how to get it. And, you know, but I'll tell you, friend, that Jesus, he pissed me off. <laughs> uh, because he hid that treasure so well. That unless you want it more than you want anything else, you can't find that thing. It is hidden. He said so much different stuff, and he said it in such ways that, well, you just can't understand it. But that's what he told you, friend. He said, I'm going to speak in parables so they hear, but they don't understand. And lest they turn and be forgiven. And that used to trouble me. But I see what, what he was talking about, and I've talked about it in a pre previous episode, and this is the truth. The only reason I have the kingdom is because I'm giving people what it is I'd seek for myself. And friend, if they already had it, I couldn't give it. So at the end of the day, it's right even if it's wrong, and it's wrong even if it's right. So it really doesn't matter unless it matters to you. And that's what the Holy Spirit teaches me all the time. It teaches me that the only meaning I have is the one I choose, and the one I choose is the one I have. So the question becomes, what meaning do I want in my life? And I want the kingdom. And well, the, you know, I talked about that hell within and how I used to suffer. But friend, here's the problem. Some of those worst experiences became my greatest gifts. And so there means even those that harmed me were, in the end, doing something to create a world where I could exist in this kingdom. Because, friend, I'm got to tell you, if I was like these people that have a lot of things and they cannot focus on what they are thinking about and they have what they want, I'd be the same way. But Jesus said that he didn't come. To uh, give to heal the people that weren't sick, just those that needed a doctor. And friend, I needed a doctor because I'll tell you, those things have turned out to end up being gifts that I can use to help other people. But when I was going through them, those particular tools, some of these things that have happened to me in my life, friend, there was there was no joy in it. 
uh, but but it turns out the joy is that because I survived it, I have something to give. And you know, I'm not saying you have to dig to the bottom of your well like I'm doing with mine. I dig to the bottom of my psyche because, well, the Holy Spirit put on me that I'm supposed to talk about stuff. I think by now you can figure out I'm not exactly the guy that knows everything. In fact, I, like I said, I know nothing, but he shows me everything I need to know. And though I didn't talk much in the beginning, one thing he seems to give me is the gift of gab and a passion for people. And you put the two of those together and that kind of becomes talking about the love of Christ. So since those are the two things that I know the most of, those are the two things that I have to work with. See, God gives us strength, and he gives us all a talent. We all have talent. We all have something. I'm telling you, friend, if you don't think God gave you a gift, that's because you haven't looked for it. But if you start looking for what it is that you're passionate about in your life, and you put that to the task, you will find the gift that God gave you, and you will be able to do things to help people in a way that you just never thought was possible. And what I know is that in all of this knowing, I still don't know anything. And I just try to teach people what it is God's teaching me. And even though I still don't know anything, because like I said, every time I look, I see that you're right for doing what you're doing. And that's kind of the trouble I have with religion sometimes, because I see that the two greatest religions actually both are come from the, uh, you know, both pray to the God of Abraham. One says Allah, the other God, because they have an argument. They have a tendency to do things to each other. And I'm just not getting it because Jesus said, love thy brother as thyself, thy neighbor, whatever you want to say. And all I see is that all of this hate and judgment, it doesn't bring anything but pain. So I'm just trying to follow this path that he put me on. And I'm talking on here as always and figuring nobody will listen to it. So far, there's been 19 plays. I don't know how many people actually listen to more than one. But it really doesn't matter. What matters is that it allows me to talk my truth and allows me to think about what I'm thinking about. Because the Holy Spirit, he doesn't keep giving me all these wonderful answers. He keeps bringing me back to the same things over and over again. Because the truth is, I had this old tape in my head that told me that I was one thing and I didn't want to be that. And what he's doing is he's kind of erased that tape. He's giving me new thoughts that allow me to look at new things. But the price is that the world doesn't have anything I really want because I already searched there and found it wanting, to be quite honest with you. So all I know that everything I possess just becomes another fearful thing that I've got to hold on to. And because I'm afraid of letting go of it, if you come for it, well, then I got to think about what I'm going to do to you to protect it. So I see that all of this stuff just causes suffering, even though it brings joy. So, because both are true, neither are. How do you rectify that? And that's what Jesus did. But I'll tell you, the reason I was able to come back to this message is I did go somewhere else and made sense of it. And that was that conversations with God with Neil Donald Walsh. 
he talked about the world being a dichotomy. And the eternal moment and now, some of these words that I use come from that book, and the first one he wrote. But I'll tell you, they made a lot of sense to me, and it helped me put sense to Jesus, because I'll tell you what, I needed some help getting that key in the lock, because I've been knocking on my father's door for a while, and I couldn't find it. So I look around, and everybody seems to help me by giving me a little of their truth. So I that's the reason I'd like to talk about my truth. Uh, you know, my gift of gab, my problem is that I'm not much for talking about the weather and unimportant things. And since I don't care much about what it is I have, talking about people's possessions don't excite me a whole lot. So the only thing I really like to talk about is why it is I do what I do. And I, that's why I love a good spiritual conversation with someone when we're talking about things. Because, you know, that's the way we come to understand the truth of who we are as we focus on it. Because whatever we focus on expands. So if we're not ready for the kingdom, then we don't want to look at these things. Because, you know, sometimes it hurts. But what I know is that since I've received this Holy Spirit... I have the forgiveness I was looking for. So it really doesn't matter what I've done. It doesn't matter what you did to me. What I know is that love is always the path. And Christ was the way. And he showed us that in all those parables where he buried all that treasure. Because I'll tell you what, friend, that's the richest man I know. And he didn't have a thing. Because what he gave to me, I would not trade for anything. I really don't care about having things anymore. It just doesn't matter. I go into the wilderness and I look at what God created. I am amongst such magnificence. When you really look at what God created, it is amazing. That wilderness, I'll tell you what, those flowers, everything is in balance. We, we you know, we humans, we unbalance everything. If something threatens us, we wipe it out, and we don't look at the fact that when we wipe that out, we cause a whole disruption in this beautiful thing called nature, and that's kind of the nature of us because we let our fear run our lives, but I understand. I've been letting my fear run my life my whole life, for the truth of the matter, but now I don't so much. This voice, because just the other day in the woods, you know, I heard a weird animal, something I hadn't heard before, and my thought of Satan jumped up on top of me and said it was going to be something to hurt me, and I just kept on walking and kept going back to the thought of Christ. You know what it turned out to be? It turned out to be a guy with a dog, and that dog, I've never heard a dog sound like that. It sounded like it was in pain, and it was playing with its the other dog. So it's funny how that works. That old thought of Satan sneaking on me and try to scare me to death with stuff when there's nothing to be afraid of. But that's been my whole life. I've been running in fear the whole time. So what I know is that this thought, the Holy Spirit, the more I spend with it, the more it gives me. And the more it gives me, the more it takes away. Because I'll tell you, sometimes it doesn't tell me I'm something. It tells me I'm nothing. And I don't know how to explain that to people because it'll say, so what are you? And I'll say, well, I'm nothing because you're everything. And because you're everything, I'm nothing. And But, you know, I understand when Jesus said that I'm the least among you because what he was trying to do was trying to get you to understand that 
The more you are, that more that thought of Satan pride has on you. More suffering causes. And But here's the dilemma with it. The dilemma with it is that you come here for an experience. See, this is the dichotomy. You come here for an experience to know who you are by experience. So when you choose something, choose it intentionally. Because when you're just doing things half-assed out of fear, you're not getting an experience even when you are. You're too busy thinking about other things, so you're not thinking about what it is you're thinking about. And in it, you lose the whole joy of this journey. Because this journey is about finding out who you are by experience and then taking that experience with you and knowing who you are. So if you want to know yourself as love, friend, then love is sacrifice and we have to figure out exactly what it is we're supposed to be doing. And that's not an easy task. Tell you the truth, I keep getting it wrong and surely I just keep plugging away at it. But I know that Jesus was right, and the more I look at what he said, the further along I go, and the further down this path I get, the less I want to go back. And every time I step off into that wide path, that path to destruction, all I find is is pain when I'm thinking about myself. When I'm thinking about how it is that I can have more in this world, I find myself in pain because I'm worried about you taking it from me and I'm worried that I'm going to screw it up and lose it. And the more perfect I have to be, the more perfect I expect you to be. And the more perfect I expect you to be, the more accountable I hold myself. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of suffering in that perfection. And the truth of the matter is, there really wasn't any perfection to it. It was always about the journey, friend. So if you're on a journey and you want to journey into the kingdom, well, you're going to have to go within. You're going to have to start realizing that. Love is the path, and so the question is, what do you want to know about yourself? That's what it comes down to. Forget everybody else, because what everything I do, I do because I want to know the truth of the love of God and the love of myself, and the only way I can know that experience, friend, is through you. And that's what Jesus did. See, he gave us everything, So, but he was giving it to the Father, and because he gave it to both, he gave it to neither. Because the truth is, he gave it to himself also. So if you want to be selfish and you want love all at the same time, you're going to find out that when you start down this path, the reason you're given all this love is for selfish reasons. It's kind of the nature of it, because I wouldn't stay on this path if it wasn't feeling good, and I wouldn't want what I want if I didn't know why. But I know why, because... I've been down the other path, and I've looked it all over and saw there wasn't a thing in it worth it. The price was high, and I just didn't see it. And I don't blame you for not looking, because it's not a easy thing to do. But this Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, is the bridge to the kingdom. And if you believe that you can start looking at your thoughts with the love of Christ and receive this Holy Spirit, which is the holy thought of love, and you find forgiveness, then you can take that love and forgiveness and bring it within you and believe that that is God's thought and put that forgiveness to fix in all of those things that are causing you suffering. 
I just know because that's what I've done. And like I told you, I gave you that episode a few episodes ago and told you about it and kind of where I was coming from and the things, some of the things I've done. And it's a friend, if you didn't think that I was absolutely insane then, then surely you think I'm sane now. Probably not, though. Because <laughs> Jesus said, you got to lose your mind to gain the mind of God. That's kind of what I've done. I'm surely lost my mind because nobody thinks I'm right and everybody thinks I'm wrong. And I know I'm both. And so therefore I'm neither. How do I rectify that? How do I talk about this truth? How do I talk about what the Holy Spirit gives to me when he takes everything from me and gives everything in return? Something that a man just can't talk about. It's just something that becomes that treasure within the less I am, the more he is for me, and the more he is for me, the less I am. But, you know, God created us for an experience, so it's kind of right for it to be that way. It's it's good that I can't know the future and have all the right answers. Otherwise, I wouldn't need him, right? So when I'm following down this path and I'm having faith in him and I keep stepping, and sometimes I step off cliffs like putting this on the Internet, well, we allow God to have an experience of us trusting him and loving him. And that's kind of what God wants. He created us just for this purpose so that we could make a choice. First, know who we are, because truth is, you know, he gave us this so we could figure it out. You all talk about the fruit of the tree of good and evil being the worst thing ever. I see it as the greatest. This thought of Satan, it wasn't here to cause you suffering. No, it causes you suffering all along. But Jesus came to give you a choice, friend, and if you make that choice, your life is going to spin, and you're going to find things that you just never thought were possible. But I ain't going to tell you you're going to get that kingdom in your death unless you find it here. Love seeks what love seeks, and, well, hate seeks what hate seeks, and I see people loving the hate and hating the love, and I don't know. This is the truth. The truth is I love it all, even though I hate it all. How do I rectify that? I hate a part of me that's selfish, yet I love it all the while. Not because I want to choose it anymore, but because it gave me something to choose for. Because I've seen the darkness in me, friend, I can forgive the darkness in you. And that's the way this kingdom works. This kingdom isn't about having, it's about being. And being really doesn't have a lot to do except do something. And so Jesus, I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, put the hand of the plow. And if you take your hand off, well, then you're not worthy of the kingdom. Not because you're not worthy. It's just because the moment you take your hand off that plow, you start thinking about other things and Start thinking about all the things that you want for yourself instead of thinking about what it is you can give to others. And that goes right back to that 12-step program, friend. At the end of the day, the 12-step is the way. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the first 11 steps, you sought to uh, bring this into your entire life. And that's kind of what I've done. I'm just trying to figure out how to keep my hand on that plow, which was what they'd call keep their hand on the 12th step. It doesn't matter. We all learn these principles different ways. And Jesus was kind enough to make it so simple that people aren't even trying to find the kingdom and they're still giving it. They just don't even realize that Jesus has the entire set of keys. I'm telling you in those parables, lie the kingdom.
because the problem is all those half principles leave you no forgiveness, friend. As long as you're still judging someone else, you're still being judged. The Lord's Prayer didn't say that forgive me my debts and not forgive them theirs. He said, forgive us our debts as we forgive theirs. So I remember that as we, because that's about the most important part about that prayer. Because if you don't get that, well, you ain't found no forgiveness because you're still judging you because you're still judging them. And I know that doesn't make any sense to people that are searching for the world, really aren't looking for this peace. Because I'll tell you, even when I thought I was looking for the peace, I wasn't looking for peace. I was looking for an experience of who I was. And because I didn't really have this faith in the love of Christ, I kept trying to give it for myself. And the truth is that I just didn't have it. I told you what I went through. I didn't have anything to give except for hate. But when I started wanting it, people started showing up in my life, and you you say they're people, I say they're angels. It doesn't matter, because when I started wanting a different experience, God started giving it to me, and he started giving it to me through people. And I started looking for messages, friend. And so some people say, if you look for messages and things, then you're going to become mentally challenged. Well, I did become challenged, because I started looking for messages. But I'll tell you, I found messages and everything. I told you, I say, the Spirit leads me here to do this and read that. And that's what it does. It takes me places. And sometimes I get there and I don't seem to find a thing in it. And you know what happens? I think, what happens if I screwed up? The truth of the matter is, if I'm doing it while I'm trying to seek God's will and I make the wrong decision because God didn't show me the right one, Am I guilty of anything? So the truth of the matter is, even when I'm wrong now, if I go down the wrong path thinking I'm going down the right when trying to find God's will, I can't be wrong because if he wanted me to be right, he would have made it so by giving me what it is I needed to get there. So part of this path is just learning that, that getting there it was never the point. The point was the journey. The journey can be joyful. And once we start thinking about that and we start putting joy to our journey, friend, I don't know what to tell you about this kingdom. I keep telling you it's like a buried treasure and I keep wanting to put it into words. And I've tried to kind of explain those experiences I've had a little bit in the past. And I'll tell you, if you believe them, then I'm sure that you think that <clears throat> you're at a dilemma here, friend, either either. Either I've seen the face of God or I'm mentally ill. And tell you the truth, it doesn't really matter because I'm happy as a pig in mud. So if this is what it is like to be mentally ill, friend, then I don't ever want to get well. Because this world is plain and sane that it can just run around hating and judging each other and call that the love of Christ. I can't find it in none of it. So the truth is that there is no truth except the truth you have because you've somehow found truth in it and that works for you. But this whole heart of flesh of mine, every time I look out at the world, it causes me suffering. I'll tell you what I've noticed is that uh, I've looked into a little bit of different people. You know, I told you I have my few heroes, and one of them was Martin Luther King, and just because of what he did. I mean, he stood in the face of fear, friend, and he told people not to pick up a stick. 
do not hit back, that we are going to stand against evil and we are going to be the light, not because it's wrong, but because it's right. And friend, he did that just like Gandhi did. The two of those people are just like Jesus in my book. I don't care whether you say that Gandhi was Muslim. Gandhi stopped the Civil War because he quit eating, and when he got near death, both sides, both religions, quit killing each other because they were more worried about saving Gandhi than they were about killing each other. And friend, if that ain't the light of Christ, I just ain't never seen it. That's the truth of the matter, but here's the key. Gandhi said he talked to God. I believe him. I believe Gandhi, a Muslim, talked to God. I believe God led him down this path and was teaching love. Because, friend, since a lot of the Christians will condemn the Muslims, somebody's got to give the love of Christ. And I'm just so grateful that he sent Gandhi to be in the Muslim faith so that they could see the light of Christ again, just like Jesus was. Because, friend, I'm telling you what, that man is amazing. All three of those men are amazing. But all three of them had a little bit of sadness to them, friend, and I'm kind of feeling that same way sometimes. We go through stuff, and we keep looking at this old world. In this world, you know, I'm loving the kingdom, and I'm loving helping other people and seeing the joy in people's lives and bringing their lives, but still it brings me a sadness sometimes, and then it kind of masks itself as feeling bad, but it's just looking out at the world and seeing that people are suffering. Because when I'm helping people that are hurting, I'm aware they're hurting and I don't know how to get them out of it. And I can't preach all the time. So I just try to hold space with them and help them find this thing called the kingdom and help them think about what they're thinking about without actually saying it or doing it. And try to talk about some of my experience so that they realize that God's going to forgive them just like he forgave me, and we're going to all come out of this better for it at some point, and that's eternal moment of now. I understand some people aren't going to get this next coming kingdom because, well, we just aren't choosing it. But friend, I'm not too worried about that because, you know, when you look at that Revelations, at the end of it, it says that Satan's going to escape his cage. Friend, if God put Satan in his cage, he ain't getting out of nothing. I'm telling you, my father in heaven, which is your father also, he's got all the power. <laughs> this thought of Satan is for a purpose, and we can call it ego, we can call it whatever we want, but selfishness turns into evil when it's left go on its own. And it's not the big stuff that's going on. It's when we turn our back on each other. It's when we step over people in the street and we got more money than we know what to do with, and we're too busy judging them to actually try to be the love of Christ. That is evil. Now, that don't mean that you have to give everything away. I'm saying seek the Holy Spirit. Because, see, I, there's people that come to me for help, and, well, friend, if I can't help them, I can't help them, and I, my heart knows when I need to, and I help a lot, as much as I can, but the truth is my thought of Satan will try to make me feel guilty if I don't help somebody, but my gut knows when it's right and what it is my purpose is, and if I give away everything before God's will to, is to take it from me, well, then that thought of Satan has fear on me again. 
See, even when I'm winning, I can't lose, friends. So, see, that forgiveness is so powerful because there's times when this thought will come to me to give something to someone. And I know it's more than I can bear. And if I give it, I'm going to find myself in a state of fear. And, and if I can overcome it, if I can have the faith and I feel right, I'll do it. But friend, if not, this is what I tell this is what I tell my father when I'm talking to him. I say, Lord, you know, I kind of feel as though that might have been you, but it might not have been. And here's the truth. The truth is that unless you give me more faith in this, I ain't got it in me to give out any more than what I got. And if I start becoming afraid, I'm going to go back to doing the things I did. So I get forgiveness even if I get it wrong. That's the way I see it. I see that the it's not what we're doing. It's why we're doing it. And when we start looking at why we're doing it, we look at that love of Christ, we start seeing that that God is. Because he is, we are. And we're here for an experience. So that's what I'm doing ever since I've taken this mindset and realized that I'm here for the experience. And the experience is love. And we all get to wait until we want to choose it for ourselves. And we get to suffer all the while. And who knows what's right and wrong? Like I said, I'm not here to tell you what's right and wrong. I'm here to just talk about what's going on in my mind. Because I'll tell you, if you want to know what a, one person's path to this kingdom looks like, I'm telling you what goes on in my mind. That doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just my path. It's my thing. I have to make sense of this. I have to put a logic to this thing called faith. Well, friend, I've got eight seconds left, so God bless you and yours.